Welcome back to Empowering Life Ministries podcast. I'm Daryl Barber, and I'm going to be your host today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Those of you who have been listening to us know that I've started a series here. I can't remember. It's been a little bit back now on the Seven Feast of Israel and how we can apply them to the church today in the New Covenant. A lot of shadows that were given in this. And, you know, when I look back in the Old Testament, it's really just signposts pointing to the good thing that Jesus was going to bring. And we see the application for it in our individual lives, too, in our walk with God. Uh, We've got here now all the way up to uh, the feast day of the sheaf of first fruits. We've looked at Passover and unleavened bread. And uh, I've really been trying to follow a storyline in that with the children of Israel coming out of Egypt in the bondage that they were in. And, uh, of course, Passover speaks of our salvation with the blood applied to our life. And and uh, we are the house of God, and that's where the blood is applied. And uh, we looked at unleavened bread. They left uh, in such a hurry that their uh, bread didn't have time to rise and everything. And unleavened bread was established. And really what leaven is a type of sin, we looked through all those things. And uh, in unleavened bread, that's where they would light a candle and walk through the house, all the rooms of the house, and make sure there was no leaven in the house. We know today that's the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. And today, uh, we're going to continue in. I might get finished today, I might not, but we're on the feast day of the sheaf of first fruits. We've been looking into that uh, and seeing how that applies to our lives and how we see these things fulfilled in the new covenant. Uh, the sheaf of first fruits really speaks to us of resurrection, is really what it's all about. It's a it's a picture of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we started looking into it uh, the last podcast you joined me with. I'm going to start in Leviticus chapter 23 today, and I'm going to begin with verse 9 through 11 just to refresh us a little bit to think about this. But it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a sheaf of the firstfruits of your harvest unto the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you on the morrow after the Sabbath. The priest shall wave it. And really, uh, what would take place during this time, and really what this pictures, uh, the priest would go into the standing harvest, and he would take only a sheaf out of all that harvest, and he would bring the sheaf out. And what they would do in ritual is they would walk through the city parading it before everybody and they would wave the sheaf is what would take place. And when the Lord accepted the sheaf, that meant the entire harvest was accepted. Okay? Now now think about this psalm. In Psalm 126, 1 through 6, it says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Now listen to this. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy, and he that goeth forth weepeth. Bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And you know what this is? It's a prophetic psalm that's showing what Jesus was going to do. Remember, he's the Lord of the harvest. And in his first coming, 
He went forth bearing precious seed. He was bearing his word. It was sown into the hearts of mankind. And as that started taking place, it started bearing precious fruit. In his second coming, and I'm not when I say that, I'm not talking sometime in our future. Jesus had many comings that took place. Uh, he, he came on the road to Damascus. You know, he is at the seashore with them at different times. Uh, after his resurrection, he had many comings that took place. But in his second coming, after his resurrection, then he comes bringing his sheaves with him. Now, Matthew 27 in verse 54 really bears this out for us because when Jesus resurrected, it says that many of the old covenant saints resurrected with him and they walked through the holy city. I want to read that to you in Matthew 27 verses 50 through 54. It says, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. And knowing that, and having that in your understanding, go with me to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8. And I'm going to read down to, through verse 12 in this. And let's think about this for just a moment. It says, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting or the maturing of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now I want to share something here with you that I believe was taking place. When Jesus descended here, into the lower parts, I believe that's actually when the seventh trumpet sounded and he took the keys of death and hell and he delivered all the old covenant saints waiting in Abraham's bosom. You know, in John chapter 10, it tells us that Jesus is the door. And when he ascended, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. The way was not yet made until Jesus came and his death, burial, and resurrection happened. Let me give you some scriptures in Revelation to think about with this. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, and they had trumpets, the mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. Now you know Jesus finished the work. When he gave up the ghost at Calvary, he said, it's finished. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. The work began. He went into the lower parts and he brought deliverance for all those old covenant saints that were in Abraham's bosom waiting really with promissory notes that they'd heard of the Messiah coming. They've heard of this message. Probably all of their lives they've heard of this. And this was fulfilled right there in their time. Man, I'm telling you, it happened then. We should be walking as kingdom people right now in the things of God 
But I don't think many of us really have an understanding of what's already taken place and the things that he's already finished. Revelation 11 and 15, if you go on over a couple more chapters, it says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall, forever, he shall reign forever and ever. So I'm telling you today, Jesus finished the work that the Father had for him to do. And today, we need to walk that work out in all the great things that he's paid for us to have. He is a mighty God. That's all the time I've got today, but I hope you could join me next podcast. God bless you and have a great day.